spookiest time of the year, there are a few guidelines all ghosts and goblins should follow. Always stay on sidewalks. Never go to a stranger's house. And never go out alone. <laughs> Once again, to Won't Stay Dead, the podcast that explores the murky world of cult and horror films. Uh, and this episode is our Halloween special. Yay! <laughs> so, <laughs> happy Halloween, lads. Um, yeah, um, as per bloody usual, like every single time, well, I think maybe bar one that we've, we've had a Christmas or Halloween special, um, we've always had to do it instead of our previously planned episode because we are too optimistic with our time. I think we can get another episode in before the Halloween special, but then it never happens. So this is that's happened this time. We were supposed to be looking at uh, Crazy P's choice, which was Suspiria, but instead we're doing a Halloween special, and it's uh, uh, Trick or Treat, the uh, 2007 um, horror anthology uh, film, um, which is enough to get anyone in the Halloween mood, really. But yeah, I'll introduce yeah. the panel at the start. It's uh, Across the Irish Sea is Mr. Paul Doran. Hello. And Mr. David Hanna. Hello. Um, I actually got a pretty good selection of uh, of beers this week, so I'll start. Um, I was I was thinking maybe kind of assuming that that everyone knows why why we are talking about our beers is maybe a bit um, presumptuous, assuming that everyone's been listening since episode one. So this is the reason. Um, we ha- um, every episode we we kind of pick beers that we think are or try and relate in some way to the to the film. Um, and it being Halloween, uh, it's quite easy. So I've got a Shepherd Neem Ale called Spooks Ale. Sounds scary. <laughs> And I've got uh, Pendle Witch's Brew, um, which is like uh, Wee Rhonda, uh, dressed up as a witch and trick or treat. <laughs> yeah. And uh, a Brewdog one. I actually didn't realise that this was a Brewdog one until I um, got it home. But yeah, it's uh, it's called Pumpkin King, and it's got a picture yeah. of like a like a pumpkin kind of yeah, guy, yeah. like a kind of weird guy with a pumpkin head who looks a bit like Sam, the um, kind of uh, weird kid pumpkin guy in Trick or Treat. Yeah. And that's it from me. So, uh, Dee, what did you bring? Um, I, I was drinking last night, so I've, I've opted out. So You're I've got dead, a, Dee. You're I've dead. Got a, <laughs> I've got some spooky <laughs> strawberry tea. <laughs> spooky <laughs> strawberry tea. <laughs> Not even an autumnal fruit. Well, like Liverpool, we're playing Man United last night, so I had a few beers, and then I was working this morning, so I'm a bit knackered. Mm. <laughs> Robbies are red, like like blood, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I haven't fared much better. I've I've got a, a tin of Brooklyn Lager, uh, and that's it. <laughs> because <laughs> I, I can't even. I don't even think there's anything on the tin to connect it to the film. Uh, is there baseball? Do they play baseball in the film? They don't. No, I they don't. So. And yeah. That's well, it. Well, <laughs> it's mid midweek, and I had a very, uh, very tiring, tiring couple of days, and I was drinking at the weekend. That's all that's left. Um, <laughs> so, actually, I have a a growler full of of a mystery brew dog beer in the fridge that I had a little sip of there, and it's um, 
And it might have been the one you're drinking, Pumpkin King, possibly. Oh, really? And then that will tie this in nicely. And then you see I'll get off my fucking back about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm drinking the Spook Seal at the moment. Excellent. Yeah. Suppose seeing as how it's the Halloween special, should have done some kind of quiz or something like that. But yeah, yeah, this is this is yeah. a bit of a weird episode. Oh, uh, I've got a quiz. Uh, what date is Halloween? <laughs> Greasy P. Thirteenth of never. Correct. <laughs> never. You win. Uh, we should really. I'm going to get uh, um, TP in your your houses, uh, listeners, and. Um, and like See smash- back in their houses. Yeah, and like kicking in your back doors and stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as uh, as the treat or the what is it? The trick in this trick or treat because uh, there's not many not many treats. The treat is is us, <laughs> our presence, our presence in your ears. Shall we uh, start talking about trick or treat? Yeah. Okay, I'm sure we'll we'll take a break because I'm going to drink some more of this beer because it's actually ridiculously refreshing. Um, and we'll come back and talk talk about trick or treat after this. Trick or treat. Eight victims, eight jack-o'-lanterns. We're going to leave them by the side of the lake as an offering to those who died. Happy Halloween. What big eyes you have. Solomon, also known as All Hallows Eve, also known as Halloween. Predating Christianity, the Celtic holiday was celebrated on the one night between autumn and winter when the barrier between the living and the dead was thinnest and often involved rituals that included human sacrifice. Werewolves, zombies, and demons of every variety, they've all descended on the normally sleepy town of Warren Valley, Ohio, where the holiday and all of its strange traditions are taken very seriously. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Screw you! This is a, a bit of a weird episode. Actually, I was thinking about this early, early on. Um, usually, usually after the wee compilation clip, I then kind of say, "Oh." you know, we're talking about trick or treat and then give the date of the film. And normally the date of the film is something like 1977 or 1982. But this uh, this time, trick or treat, uh, the, the date of the film is actually 2007. I mean, by a yeah. lot. I don't even think we've done a 90s film or no enemy mine, I suppose. We could, we could have picked uh, Halloween 2 because we did Halloween for our first one. And there were a few other kind of Halloween-y films. So th- this is a bit of a weird one. I, ca- I can't actually remember how we how we came about deciding to do Trick or Treat. Can you guys remember? You were, like, throwing out uh, some Halloween suggestions. Um, it was, I think it was just Halloween or this. I think Halloween 2 or this, I think, was, mm. was all we had. Um, might have been another one. Yeah, I, I sort of caught bits of it at a party before, um, and I always meant to go back and watch it because I thought it looked really creepy, and uh, I'm glad I did. The other film that I was going to suggest was uh, The Child, I can't remember who directed it. Oh, it's like, yeah. like a nineteen eight. It's like a nineteen late seventies, um, kind of almost kind of zombie film. But it's about a child who is friends with a zombie and goes and visits, visits him in a graveyard. And it's kind of one of those film horror films where it's kind of like it just happens to be set on Halloween. Um, yeah, it's maybe like a pumpkin the odd time, but it's not really a Halloween based horror film like this or or Halloween. 
the only reason I would have chosen something else other than this would have been um, if we could have done Halloween 3 and I'd, I'd actually be tempted next year to just do Halloween 3 and forget about Halloween 2 I, I, had, yeah. I had never actually seen it before uh, Trick or Treat um, pleasantly surprised there was a part of me that was kind of going uh, 2007 it's probably going to be really annoying it's going to be really, like really just like shit characters and just a crap story but it wasn't like I, I really really enjoyed it and I really liked how comic comic booky it was um, did you, had you seen it before? Uh, no, no, I hadn't heard of it either. I think just when you suggested it. So, yeah, first time I saw it. What did you think of it? Uh, I thought, like I said, it's hard to say. Like, it, uh, kind of very neutral about it. Okay. Um, I didn't hate it, but I didn't, like, thoroughly enjoy myself either. Um, I kind of, like, you know, whenever the, the credits came up, I kind of went, oh, okay, what was the point of that? <laughs> like, I didn't really see... Yeah, because there was too many stories going on. You were like, "Why is this happening?" <laughs> but I like the way they all they all connected. Yeah, but I just thought it was very, like, you could anybody could do that, like connect those stories. Mm. If that makes any sense, I, I think but, I would, like, oh, yeah. I think I would struggle. Like the only sort of common thread was the wee kid with the uh, sack on his head, mm-hmm. Sam. Yeah, and like I just thought that was kind of a lazy way of connecting things. I'm not sure that they were particularly artfully like put together but i did like that there were a lot of stories going on because that's that's what i kind of like about halloween there's always like loads of stuff happening and yeah. if you walk around town on halloween i love halloween actually i love like being out on halloween and like just like exploring lots of different things happening and people are always doing weird shit and this was definitely a movie where lots of people were doing really weird shit i, I like that they were connected i didn't think they were particularly cleverly connected they probably could make connected better but I, I didn't really want wanted to be like I think of a story that's done that well. I think of like films like Magnolia. Have you guys seen it? Yeah, yeah. Um, is that the one where where everyone gives a shit about an orchid? Oh, that okay. is adaptation. <laughs> oh, okay. No, um, then. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, no it's uh, Tom Cruise is in it. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. Uh, quite quite a few like famous actors, William H Macy and stuff. But uh, in happiness. I have, yeah. Which um, is is similar to Magnolia. I always get them mixed up. Um, but uh, your man, the principal from Trick or Treat, is in it, and he is a horrendous character. Uh, <laughs> Dylan Baker. He is like uh, a pedophile who rapes his son's best friend. Shit. And it's yeah, it's really chilling movie. Like I think Philip Seymour Hoffman's in that as well. Is yeah. Crucially, he won't rape his son. Do you remember? Like, there's this really bizarre scene in it where he tells his son what he's done. Yeah, yeah, Jesus, it's absolutely horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, his, his son asks him, like, uh, this is quoting the film, his son says, like, would you fuck me? And he says, no, I'd just jerk off. Yeah. It's a that's... really bizarre film. I think it's supposed to be, like, quite dark humour, but... Like, the darkest humour. Um, <laughs> it... But... And it, I mean, I think his his sort of wholesome, not even wholesome, his sort of like analness, anal retentiveness, and uh, stuff just makes the whole thing like quite funny in a really horrible way. Like, mm. <laughs> but yeah, it's worth watching. It. It's fucking horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to tell like which of his characters is more horrible—the one in Trick or Treat or that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the one in Trick or Treat's definitely kind of like 
but the whole wait, the whole film is basically taken quite you know with like a lot of humor in it as well you know like everything's quite funny like it, it, yeah. it's it's not really scary because it's one of those films that kind of manages to be quite quite stylish and and kind of funny and a bit cheeky you know like brain dead or something like that where it's like yeah. it's ridiculously gory and all this horrendous stuff's happening but because it's funny it's not it's not disturbing because it's you're not know, taking it seriously but i i i, I really like the uh, anth- anthology aspect of it and um the way that I kind of looked at it is uh, the wee kid, Sam, he's basically um, making sure that everyone obeys the Halloween traditions. That's why he tries to kill Mr. Krieg, you know, the guy at the end, the old guy at the end. Yeah. Um, because he doesn't give the kids candy. And that's why after know, after they've had the whole battle and he the kids ring the doorbell, then he gives them candy because I think he's worked out that that's what it is. You know, you have to obey Halloween. Yeah. Trying to think of the other situations in which that occurs. Oh yeah, the lady at the start she she blows out the jack o' lantern, so she gets uh, um, so she gets killed by Sam. Yeah. And uh, when the kids are going down to the quarry, and uh, Rhonda has definitely obeyed the rules of Halloween by like sacrificing all her friends to these um, like uh, murderous spirits, and uh, that that's a very Halloweeny thing to do. And he just sort of like satisfyingly. He's obviously been watching them, but he just then obviously decides that's that's good enough for him and just walks off. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and do you think that like the, the the actual zombies come after the kids because um, Macy, the girl he's dressed as an angel, because she uh, kicks the jack o' lantern into the lake and puts it puts it out. Yeah, because she did say, yeah. uh, "Don't so keep it lit; it'll protect you." Um, Rhonda said that, so it, uh, and she seemed to know her, her shit about jack o' lanterns, like and at Halloween. Yeah, exactly. Sam Samhain or Sam is, is it, I always thought it was Samoin, is it? Yeah, I always thought it was I always thought it was Samoin, but they Yeah, yeah. But they pronounce it weirdly in Trick or Treat. Don't they? Like whenever whenever Rhonda pronounces it correctly, she she doesn't say Samoin, she says something different. I think she's Samhain or Samhain. Mm. Uh, I think yeah, I think you're right, Samoin. I think I think um M H in Irish is is a W sound, isn't yeah. it? And BH is a V sound. Yeah, well, I know BH is a V sound. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I wasn't sure about MH being a W sound. I think it is a W sound. Okay, Samwine. But yeah, I mean, I, I suppose that there there are five individual threads, aren't there, in the in the film? So you've got the bit at the start with the husband and wife, or whatever, coming home from Halloween. And then yep. her, her getting killed by um, Sam. Then you got the principal, who I think is called Steve Wilkins. He murders yeah, he yeah. murders the fat kid Charlie and buries him in the backyard. Then you've got the um, the girls going out for, to a party, and then you find out that they're actually werewolves. And then yeah. you've got the um, the school bus massacre, and I think that's five, isn't it? But the thing I also thought about it was like um, the whole way through the film, it kind of uses lots of different like classic, typical horror film tropes. So the bit where Steve's dressed up and he, you know, he slashes the girl in the alley, and then she kind of doesn't, no one notices because it's Halloween. That's kind of like a slasher film. Then uh, the school bus, whenever they, the, the real zombies come out or the fake zombies, whenever they're like eating guts and stuff, they're a bit like zombies. The girls are werewolves, obviously. And then the, the bit Mr. Krieg at the end where he's kind of walking through the house, I kind of thought that was a bit like a haunted house. Kind of, it kind of reminded me of kind of like yeah, pays pays homage to like all the all the genres or all the subgenres really. Like, yeah. I really like that. Element to it. I really liked it a lot. I loved <laughs> just, it. <laughs> it just, I think it just really captures the spirit of Halloween in the same way that like fucking a Christmas car, Muppets Christmas Carol captures the spirit of completely. Christmas. 
that was the thing I really really loved about it was just how Halloweeny it was, and it was like that's yeah. completely down to the um, to how it's kind of filmed like a like a comic book, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like it's completely yeah, like and they totally. even have like parts of the screen that even says you know earlier, you know, in like a kind of comic book style. Yeah. Um. Um. So some people might think that's kind of cliche and done, but I thought it was kind of cool. Maybe that's why I'm not so swung on it because I don't really care about Halloween. Do you not? I mean, I did yeah. a bit. No, I not really. I think that that is the main selling point. If you don't care mm-hmm. about Halloween, then you know you probably you know there's not a lot in it for you. But I don't yeah. know. Uh, I have always really liked Halloween. I like smelling gunpowder and stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, I always remember like getting off, getting off school for Halloween, and then like me and my cousins would like go nuts decorating my granny's house, with, like like homemade decorations and stuff. And uh, then there always be like people turning up. Like dresses, mad shit, and scaring the shit out of us, and thinking it was amazing. And I just, yeah, just always, we had a, always had big, massive parties. Yeah. In my grandma's house, and it was just always class. And uh, then, like, end up watching watching some horror movie, and not being able to sleep for like months. But... <laughs> yeah. <It's>... Well, <laughs> when we were kids, like my mum did, like the whole thing. We did like pumpkin carving, uh, duck bobbing for apples, toffee apples, yeah. like uh, monkey nuts. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trick or treating and mm-hmm. costumes and decorations and yeah, I I love Halloween. I also love autumn though. I really really love autumn. Yeah, it's and, yeah. And uh, Halloween's usually the time when I start kind of doing um, mulled cider or mulled wine. I would usually start yeah. in like October. So yeah, as soon as I smell like the kind of mulled wine smell, that's like I know that kind of autumn and winter are approaching, and it's kind of yeah, and like Halloween's part of that and all the like I, mm-hmm. I can imagine it must it must be great like growing up uh, as a kid in one of those kind of you know suburban. Areas. Yeah, like the Edlund Tower, yeah. Hello. Very <laughs> <laughs> crazy pee. Crazy pee's on it. And I bet, like, the, the uh, candy, as they call it, I bet you the candy they get is amazing in America because, like, the, their confectionery is just ridiculous. American chocolate's shit because it's full of um, that, like, anti melting, whatever, chemical. Is that what the chalky texture is? I actually quite like it. Um... Obviously, I don't prefer it, but I did quite like it on occasion. I don't know. I always sort of think it tastes a bit like vomit, and, uh, <laughs> which I don't like. <laughs> I always, I always think it tastes a bit stale. Like it tastes like stale um, chocolate. Like if you just have like a bar of just Hershey's chocolate, like a Hershey's chocolate bar, and then you have a dairy milk. The dairy milk is just so obviously the better, the better one. Yeah. Oh like, well, yeah. It tastes nice, whereas Hershey's just by itself, it just tastes like. Like an old shit chocolate that you got for Easter and then you left it for yeah. months. Yeah. Well, didn't uh, Capri's get bought over by Kraft and they've kind of changed? Yeah, yeah they uh, ruined cream eggs. And I it, can't tell yeah. the difference. And this actually supports what Paul was saying. The uh, cream egg chocolate doesn't really melt anymore. I find okay. yeah. I find that yeah, you have to actually crunch the, the cream egg chocolate now because it doesn't really melt. So you end up just with like all the kind of yolk stuff has gone and then it's just left with that really horrible stale American chocolate basically yeah so it's <laughs> just rude great. but uh, coming back to the the kind of comic book style of uh, trick or treat I kind of like I was thinking this it, this actually might be quite a clever wee thing they're doing because the whole horror anthology thing like that that kind of started as comic books didn't it like like the old uh, T- uh, Tales from the Crypt comic books uh, yeah yeah good point yeah and then like the um, <clears throat> the uh, 1972 Peter Cushing film Tales, Tales uh, from the Crypt you know, with like Joan Collins yeah. being killed by the Santa Claus, so it's kind of like the the, the Dracula, 
um, kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So like the the horror film and the horror anthology film developed from the horror anthology comics. So Trick or Treat is kind of like a it's kind of like a, a nod to to horror anthology as a whole because it's a film, but it's based on it, it's made to look like 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 a like a comic comic book. If you had to pick a like like a favorite storyline from the five, which would it be? I like the quarry, the school bus mm. massacre. Yeah, I thought that was like my my least favorite. Um, oh really? Uh, I'll pick the the principal. Hmm. Yeah, I quite like that as well. For me, it's it's between the two, and I think probably Edge with the school bus thing because there's there's just something endearing about watching kids go on an adventure, and it kind of has that yeah. feel to yeah. it. Um, you know, like Stand How, by Me or Stranger Things. Yeah, it does. It has has a Stephen Kingy kind of feel. Um, I love the um, opening sequences, like the opening, opening title credits sequence uh, in Trick or Treat as well. It's like um, remind, reminded me a bit of like of the uh, opening sequence in um, Night of the Demons. Yeah, there were bits that reminded me of Night of the Demons. We were talking in another podcast about the idea of what, what film was it where they had like had candy that could kill you and we said this this had become a sort of urban legend oh where, yeah, it, was, it was night of the demons it was the the razor blades and apples yeah 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 it was um so yeah that's that's yeah it reminded me of night of the demons as well the, the urban legend that you could that that kind of stuff was out there and kids had to watch out on halloween of like the kind of candy they ate and stuff mm. and they could you know they're at risk even just by eating eating chocolate yeah, mm-hmm. Defo, so yes, where you get that scene whenever Charlie's just been smashing all the uh, jack-o'-lanterns, and then like, do you think that's why um, he, ki- he like he kills the fat kid because because uh, he's been smashing all the jack-o'-lanterns? I just got the impression he likes killing kids, but he's uh, yeah, he's a very careless murderer, and I don't know how he got away with it for so long. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> uh, no, because he had he had that set up already as well. He had all the poison laid out and stuff, and he had his. Yeah. It's obviously become a Halloween tradition to kill, kill a kid. Yeah, yeah. but I, I, I kind of also thought that he, he was also representing that kind of um, the like uh, savoring the the traditional values of Halloween because he kind of he has yeah. that kind of speech about that he says, "Oh, my, you know, my dad taught me, but now no one cares." And yeah, and he had a bit of a tantrum when uh, his son said, "Like, go watch Charlie Brown," and his son says, "Charlie Brown's an asshole." <laughs> um, like his tradition was to always watch Charlie Brown, but he's, he's furious obviously because his kid is swearing. But he's also furious because it's you know stamping on tradition. Yeah, and Charlie Brown's an asshole is uh, one of my favorite lines in any movie. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen anybody say Charlie Brown's an asshole before. Um, well, um, I've got a clip of um, Principal Wilkins giving Charlie the the candy, and then Charlie basically vomiting all the poison up. So we'll listen to that. Yeah. Cool. Here, help yourself. It's for the pumpkin, not you. Promise. All of mine were dull. Uh, smashing jack-o'-lanterns. Stealing candy. It's okay. Believe it or not, I was just like you when I was a kid. Till my dad set me straight, that is. See, my dad taught me tonight is about respecting the dead. Because this is the one night that the dead and all sorts of other things roam free and pay us a visit. Sorry. All these traditions, jack-o'-lanterns, 
putting on costumes, handing out treats. They were started to protect us, but nowadays, no one really cares. <coughs> oh, you didn't do such a good job, did I? What do you think? <coughs> okay. Need a rope here? Wait. That's right. There's another tradition. Very important. Always check your candy. Trick or... Whenever you're watching that scene, it's one of those scenes where, like, initially when Charlie starts kind of coughing and stuff, um, the the principal guy, you know, like, a, for the first few seconds, you're not sure whether or not he is genuinely concerned. And then you realize, oh, yeah, he's actually in on this and, he, and he's causing it. But it, there's a nice wee bit whenever he's kind of, um, like, you think he's going to murder his son, basically. It ends up that he and his son are going to carve a jack-o'-lantern out of, the, out of Charlie's head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it probably isn't very practical. No. But- <laughs> I know, yeah, it should be a fucking mess. But um, there, is, there is a bit of a plot hole, and I don't want to go pick a plot holes, but where uh, obviously Charlie sort of seems to be awake in the bag and like sort of grunting and making like sort of wheezing noises and stuff. But obviously at that point he doesn't have a head because Wilkins doesn't bring the head in with him to the basement. It's already in the basement. So it's like a headless corpse is making all that noise, which I suppose isn't the weirdest thing about this movie, but. How do you know that the head's already in the basement? Oh, because, because you don't see him carried in? You see him go straight in there and down to the basement with uh, his his son. Mm. And it's already sitting on the table. Well spotted. That's a good goof. <laughs> you should put that on yeah. IMDb. Maybe I will. Yeah. <laughs> Zero stars. <laughs> I like the uh, the bit where yeah, where he says Charlie Burns an asshole whenever he's like he's trying to get the uh, trying to get his kid to fuck off basically but he keeps coming back with saying more stuff and asking him more yeah. fucking questions <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's brilliant I think um, I think my favourite line came from the werewolves women but it was yeah. near the start like when they're trying to chat up a lot of fellas in uh, the crowd and they come across these um, I guess they're like news producer or a TV crew yeah yeah and a group of people and like one of them say, it's something like uh, one of them says oh nice equipment boys and one of them goes uh thanks <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> I know like they, like they totally they totally act, reacted the way I think I would react you know you just be like yeah. <laughs> it's obviously kind of sexually provocative but I don't know so I'm just gonna go okay <laughs> but the thing is that like if, if it was me, say it was like me and you, D, and we were we were putting like a camera into a van, and like two two um two girls who came came up to us who look who like were as attractive as them, and said, "Oh, would you go to this party with us?" I'd be like, "No fucking way," because there's because <laughs> there's absolutely no way that you're interested in us. This <laughs> yeah. this is obviously this, this a fucking trap. Yeah, gonna get his camera home. <laughs> yeah. But like. I think that was actually my least favorite part of the film was was probably that storyline as a whole, but then also the bit where they're turning into were to werewolves because I kind of mm. thought it was like 
it was just really, really obvious. It's like, well, let's just get like you know, twelve young women who are obviously attractive, um, and get them to do the whole you know, sexy erotica horror werewolf thing. I just kind yeah. of, I kind of thought that was a bit lazy and that was a bit shit. Uh, I kind of thought they kind of let, let the film down a bit. Yeah, what was the deal with? Um... It, it was Mr. Wilkins that was coming after them, wasn't it? Yeah. Wasn't yeah. that? Uh, yeah. Was, uh, how, how did that work with the timeline? Was that before or after it? No, obviously it was after it murdered the fat kid. Yeah, because it, it does seem to go earlier, but then jumps jumps to later then as well. And yeah, it gets kind of confusing. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, well, um, it, it, it cuts back after he gets killed. It cuts back... Um, and it says earlier, and then you see his kid, Billy, sitting wearing all his clothes, like his bloodstained shirt on the porch, giving candy to yeah, the kids. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So he's obviously done the he's obviously done the trick or treating and done or done the the head carving with his son, and then he just says, "Oh, you stay here," and he goes off to to like murder some people, basically. You know, mm-hmm. so so he murders that girl in the alleyway, um, and that that scene actually reminded me a bit of um, I know what you did last summer when Sarah Michelle Gellar's character gets killed and she tries to kind of. Um, reach the parade safety but then she doesn't make it oh yeah whereas in this case it's just that no one notices because it's Halloween so they assume that she's just dressed up um, and then I think basically he just sees um, your woman the uh, little red riding hood oh rogue character yeah rogue exactly um, <laughs> he basically just sees her and he just thinks well yeah there you go I'll kill her but then unfortunately for him she's actually a werewolf <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to remember where, where I recognised her from. Um, there seems to be quite a big link, because obviously your woman who played Rogue, um, who's, I can't remember the actress's name. Uh, Anna Paquin. I think. Anna Paquin. Anna Paquin, and then there's Brian Cox, obviously as well. He was, oh, because I'm not good with comic books, was it Striker or something he was called? Yeah, I think so. Uh, he had to deal with Wolverine. It was in one of the X-Men films as well, and right. then... I think the director, Michael uh, Doherty, has uh, been involved with the X-Men films as well. Okay. And so has the producer, uh, which is... Is it Brian Singer? It is Brian Singer, yeah. Yeah. Did he direct one of the films? Or no, no, he wrote scripts for the X-Men films. Oh, did he? I think so. I'm going to check that out, actually. Do you know, Brian Singer actually looks really fucking young. (laughs) He's born in 1965. He's 51. That's fucking nuts. Oh, he directed the first X-Men, actually. Sorry. Um, Yeah, and he was producer in a load of of them as well. Yeah, and he directed that new one, which I, for some reason, went to see. Um, X-Men Apocalypse It's one of the worst things I've ever sat through. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen it, actually. Oh, God, don't. It uh, it looks shit. Um, Anna Paquin's from Winnipeg. Oh, cool. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Uh, Dee and I like Winnipeg because we like propaganda. And I, I have a friend in Winnipeg and I've been to Winnipeg. So anyone who's from Canada who's listening, Winnipeg rules. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, she's from Winnipeg. And then the guy who plays the husband at the start, he was actually he's actually a, a main character in um, Battlestar Galactica called, uh, he- uh, okay. called Hilo. And I think he's Canadian too. Yeah. yeah, I watched most of Battlestar Galactica, and then I stopped. 
<laughs> okay, so uh, sorry, I got this up. Uh, Michael Doherty wrote the scripts for some of the X Men films: the new one, Apocalypse, and X Men Two. Oh, he wrote the Krampus as well, which I never saw. Oh yeah, I never oh, saw. Yeah, I saw Gino, actually. Yeah, maybe a good Christmas one. Yeah. yeah. I really, I really wanted to see it actually when it came out. I thought, oh, that looks like an actually good horror Christmas horror film. Yeah, but um, yeah, I never got around to seeing it. I really liked the um, uh, school bus massacre story, like the kind of flashback. Like you feel, you feel really sorry for the kids. Oh, it yeah. actually sort of reminded me of like kind of of the Simpsons, um, sort of like a, a storyline you might see in like a Halloween special of the Simpsons. Possibly, actually, something very similar is happening in the Simpsons. I'm almost certain it has. I suppose they do the the parody of um, is it the Twilight Zone episode with William Shatner? Yeah, there is with the um, guy on the like the the demon on the wing. I think in the Simpsons it's like a wee goblin thing. Yeah, yeah. But then, so like like at the end of the film, we we find out that that Mister Krieg was the bus driver, uh, Brian Cox. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. but, but like, how does he? I mean, how does he? How does he survive that? How does he survive the, the, the fucking bus falling down the, into the quarry? Yeah, so it falls into water. So. Who does it? Oh, so yeah, the, kid, the kid's all drowned instead of uh, like just being smacked to pieces. Uh, I suppose so. Lucky kids. <laughs> <laughs> Why did they want them killed in the first place? Is it just because they were disabled? They were yeah. too annoying. He said, she says, oh, the, the townsfolk, they, they got, um, I think, exhausted and, emba- and like embarrassed, ashamed. Yeah. Yeah, dirty little secrets. Of the kids. Mm. Basically because they have to put them on this bus and pay for them to go to this school and they're obviously horrendous people so rather than do that they want to just kill them all. But like, I mean, like, yeah. how, how much money would someone... I mean, like, she says, oh, so, so everyone in the town, you know, gathered round and they all they all got money to pay this guy to do it. Like, how much fucking money would you need to kill an entire fucking school bus full of ch- disabled children? I mean, no amount of money would make me do that. How much did they pay him? I'd do it for a fiver. <laughs> <laughs> they'd probably uh, probably sussed them to have a, a kind of patchy grasp of morality anyway yeah I guess uh, he looks like that kind of guy yeah <laughs> but you still kind of feel sorry for him at the end of the film you do I know it's weird you do it's weird he was burning all the just taking that that opportunity to burn all the photos off it's weird that they posed for photos like have you ever posed for photos of the bus driver Knowingly. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, the... I never knew uh, my bus driver. Yeah, the, my bus driver was a different person every day and usually utterly fucking miserable. Mm-hmm. So, uh, a bus driver I know uh, who is mental, who uh, hunts hunts demons um, in his spare time. Cool. And uh, he um, he's classy, he's good crack. But he's a, a very, very, very committed communist and demon hunter. I would sometimes when you get in your bus, when you get in this bus, you sort of think you're going to die. And a friend of mine was walking up the road and he honked the horn at her and waved at her and drove his bus into the top deck into a tree branch and shattered all the windows at the front <laughs> and, outside and uh, just kept kept going. And she was like, I could hear the people upstairs screaming, but they just rounded the corner and went off. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, have you guys um, have you guys seen any other cool um, horror uh, anthology films that you liked? Not ones that I really liked. I've seen other ones like Cat's Eyes, Steve, Stephen, or is it Cat's Eyes? Yeah, Cat's Eyes, Stephen like King 
I think. And I think there might have been a Clive Barker one years and years ago. I think there might have been... Was there like a... There was like an Argento Romero one, I think, called Evil Eyes or something like that. I really, really like that one, um, uh, Tales from the Crypt, the one with uh, Joan Collins, you know, being killed by the, the maniacal Santa Claus. Um, oh, yeah, that actually, that one is good. Yeah. Uh, is there um, one called Dead Man's Highway or something? Uh, the other one that I really like is... Uh, it's actually... I, looked, I was looking this up earlier on. It's from the same year as that... Uh, as the Tales from the Crypt one and it also stars Peter Cushing so he must have been quite busy that year but um, it's called uh, Asylum and it's a um, uh, Amicus uh, horror anthology um, and it's yeah. about I think Britt Eklund's in it as well and it's about um, this guy who comes to start his new job as a doctor at an old uh, asylum and obviously he's like a young doctor with, you know, modern ideas about, you know, compassion and everything. But then the old doctor, he's there is a mentalist. And he goes up to meet the patients and each of the patients tells him why they're there, basically. I think I've seen that one as well. Yeah, it's really, really good. Really, really creepy. <clears throat> and then there was one called uh, Tales from the Dark Side, which was, I think, yeah. maybe like the mid-90s. There's like a kind of Edgar Allan Poe, Black Cat type story. There's a story where this guy sees his friend getting killed by a big demon, and the big demon tells him, "says I'll let you go if you don't t- if you don't tell anyone." And then yeah. he meets this woman and falls in love with her and has kids with her. And then he he tells her about the demon, and then she turns into the demon and goes, "Oh, I was actually the demon all along, and I'm going to kill you because you told someone." Right, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is pretty cool. Um, but I think those are, those are the only horror anthologies I've seen. What about you, Fleabag? Mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen too many. Um, I think I, I had to Google that one. Uh, the, uh, I couldn't remember. It was called The Vault of Horror. Um, I think, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. might have seen it's the famous one about the lift. Like, uh, all these people go into a lift, and once they're all in, it all goes down to the basement. Cool. Even though nobody's pressed the basement button, and they can't, like, change it. And then they all go into this room and tell each other their uh, stories because they've got nothing better to do, really. Yeah, but, um, I can't. I can't really remember a lot of it. I know it was like uh, what do you call him? Steve Coogan did a parody of it in that Doctor Terrible's House of Power thing. That sounds looks really good. Nineteen seventy three. I can barely remember it. Tom Baker's in it apparently. Oh, it looks really good. I, I think I remember enjoying it when I was young. I think I saw it when I was a kid at some point. Um, but yeah, no, I haven't seen any horror anthologies uh, unless like heavy metal cunts, but I don't think it really does. No. Nah. <laughs> yeah. It's got that one zombie thing in it, but that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That uh, tales tales from the crypt one. Um, uh, Flizzo and I, when we were kids, like he was staying over at my house, and we were sleeping in the living room, mm. and uh, we were just you know doing that thing when you're a kid, you know, before you start drinking, we just we watch TV and eat crisps and sweets until two in the morning. And yeah, that, and that was playing on like Channel Four, I think it was, and uh, it just came on. And we watched the whole thing and just thought it was fucking amazing. Like, I remember it was one of those films where, like, I couldn't stop thinking about it for days afterwards. But then, because it was, like, in the days before the internet and YouTube, couldn't Google it or anything. You know, that was it. It was was once we watched it, it was gone. I I had no idea at the time who Joan Collins or Peter Cushing were, so I didn't recognize them. So it was just this film that we just spoke about for years afterwards until... Obviously, everyone's lives became ruled by the internet, and we were able to find it quite easily. And I think we found it on YouTube and watched it again. But yeah, fucking brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Usually, with the um, with kind of uh, Tales from the Crypt style anthology films, the 
the the best bit is the uh, wraparound. Yeah. Like the uh, device through which the stories are told is actually the best mm. part I found. Which this this didn't really have one. It just it had um so it just had Sam was the sort of the, the link seemed to be the link. Yeah. Uh, I sort of get the impression that Sam was causing all this at first, but there's not really anything conclusive for that. But mm-hmm. Sam is meant to be Halloween. Yeah, you know, that's why I find it hard to warm to. Anytime seen anthologies, kind of always enjoyed the the thread that ties it all together, being the main storyline. This kind of felt like there wasn't the proper thread to me. I find actually quite quite scary was Sam in Mister Creek's house at the end. I sort of thought that was done really well. It was really creepy. However, I thought it sort of ruined it by taking off his mask. And showing he was a pumpkin inside. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's, it's that, that old chestnut where you know reveal the monster and spoil the illusion kind of thing. Yeah, because the wee kid with the kind of um, you know potato sacks on his head, like that, that just yeah. that's a lot scarier than than the pumpkin head because because obviously yeah. the, the person who's wearing that costume probably isn't human because there's no hole for them to breathe. And so, their head's fucking massive. Yeah, their head's like round and spherical, so that that's enough, I think, for me. And then whenever he takes his mask off, it's not as if it's a completely shit makeup effect, but it's just a bit kind of like, oh, and he's actually a demon with a pumpkin for a head. Like pumpkin head. Have you guys ever seen... I was talking about pumpkin head recently, actually. You guys haven't seen it now. No. I haven't, no. Yeah, it starts off really good and then gets way bit shit. Um, but yeah, it is weird that he's got a pumpkin for a head. <laughs> yeah. I was actually quite pleased whenever he, uh, whenever Mister Krieg shoots him with a shotgun. I was like, "Yeah, kill that fucker." I didn't, I didn't really like Sam. I didn't kind of warm to him. I think maybe the way you're supposed to. I no, I I really liked him up until the point where he took his the thing off his head actually, and then quite liked him there. He's better when he's just being sort of creepy and innocent. You know, when you're actually when you actually see him like trying to kill people, then it's like, okay, well. You know, really, all he's doing is just slicing people up with a knife. But when you sort of get the impression that he is capable of much worse than, mm-hmm. you know, when the violence is like under a sheet and you don't see what's happening, you sort of, that's when it's yeah. it's scary. But, and when he's like sort of just standing watching and stuff. He also seemed to be uh, a little bit vulnerable as well, which most uh, yeah. sort of stalkers usually aren't. Like they're just invincible most of the time. Yeah. Whereas you can kind of delay him a bit. Aye, yeah blow off his hand or whatever. Yeah, and it takes him a while to put it back on, yeah. <laughs> it is, it is Can you not just, like, uh, chop him into bits then? Stop yeah. him? I don't know. I, I assume he, he will always, he'll always come back, I assume. Because mm. um, he's got, yeah. like, he does have supernatural powers, like, um, he makes the door open by himself and he, he crawls on the ceiling, so he's obviously some otherworldly demon who probably can't be killed. What if yeah. you kick him? Yeah, you make a nice uh, pumpkin stew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> latte. Um, <laughs> yeah, or pumpkin pie. Yeah. The the, uh, the Americans are always eating pumpkin pie. It's fucking yeah, lovely. Yeah, they are. Yeah, it is nice. Yeah, I've never tried it. Mm. I think my uncle. So I've had it somewhere. Um, crawling the ceiling bit was quite scary. I thought it was well, not yeah, just I thought that was quite effective. The the uh, couple at the start are a bit weird, aren't they? Because like he really likes Halloween, but she doesn't. But then they have that weird bit where like it's clear that they obviously have sex while watching porn. I think, oh, yeah. I think they're watching themselves. Are they? Uh, I think so. Oh, I couldn't work out if that was if that was like a, se- a home sex tape or if that was them just them watching porn. I think I it was I, just porn. No, I think she like she calls out his name in it, and uh, I think it's 
and she says like the tape and it's like it's a nature special on it and I mean like it, it looked like a homemade tape they're getting a home, definitely giving it a homemade label anyway I guess yeah but um so uh, and nature special sort of I don't know doesn't really mean it's homemade but yeah and then he obviously falls asleep and then his wife gets murdered yeah well maybe it's time for another clip um, I've got uh, I actually bought Trigger Treat on DVD because okay. um, it was only a fiver on Amazon so I thought I may as well buy it and then I don't have to worry about you know doing all the audio with some shit fucking streaming website so um, I, I've got okay. there are a few like uh, extended scenes in the cool. um, in the bonus um, features uh, and one of them is the uh, the scene at where we're introduced to the, the you know the kids at the start of their sequence and they're kind of walking along the um the road looking for jack o lanterns so it's kind of like a bit of an extent bit of extended dialogue there where they kind of talk a bit more so i guess we'll listen to that yeah cool uh, sure she's right we're getting too old for this let's just let's just never talk about that ever again okay i don't even know what that was coach taylor was in a hot dog costume but fucking a pig i think and Chip. then that's just not Bag check. Car keys. Condoms. Ten houses and all we've gotten is pennies, canned peaches, and party supplies for an orgy. You're such a perfectionist, Macy. No, I'm not. I just want to do this right. Let's hope Schrader did better. Peter, Peter, pumpkin eater, had a wife but couldn't keep her. He put her in a pumpkin shell. What'd you find? And there he kept her very well. Nice mask. Thanks. My dad got in Mexico. Cool. What else he get? Syphilis. Schrader, what did you find? Sorry, but some asshole went up and down the street smashing all of them. Charlie Corgan, that fat fuck. Probably. But we have three. Isn't this enough? Almost. Guys, come look! Uh, the other interesting thing about the extended scenes is, um, uh, yeah, the extended scenes in the in the bonus uh, features of the DVD is, um, you know, the bit where uh, the Red Riding Hood character Anna Paquin she's gone missing, and then her sister is at the party looking out into the forest, mm-hmm. and she's obviously worried, and then her friend comes up to her and uh, offers her a beer. Well, there's like an alternate scene where what she offers her is a joint. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm wondering, like, is that literally just they just they thought, well, we'll we'll get a better rating if we don't have drugs. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, there is actually a bit of a um, uh, like a kind of like, like a teaser in that bit of dialogue because when she says, um, "Mom always said that she was the runt of the litter." Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Fair yeah. enough. And the first time you hear that, you just think, "Oh, it's just an expression," but it's not because they yeah. are actually wolves. These guys are actually actually dogs. Yeah, I mean the werewolf thing. It's sort of I, I you guys didn't really seem to like it. I liked it enough. Um, it sort of sort of inverted that whole like company of wolves thing on its head, and didn't really expect it. Weirdly, I sort of thought they were all going to be killed or something yeah. because they seemed so predatory. I thought like this is going to turn, but actually it, they continued to be predatory and were actual predators. And yeah, I thought it was it was done well enough, but uh, yeah. yeah, I thought they were going to be victim to like that uh, the principal. Who I thought was a vampire. Yeah, I think like the 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 first time I saw it, like I I did genuinely think that they that they were referring to sex. You know, when they're talking about oh, I wanted the first time to be special and wanted to get dates and stuff. Yeah, I did, I did kind of think though 
I don't know, maybe I was being naive, but I did think that it was just them trying to get dates and go to a party and pull pull guys, basically. Um, but then the second time I watched it, it was like, well, obviously because I knew, but it just it seemed more obvious that they were actually, yeah. they were up to something a bit more sinister. But yeah, I, I mean, it was, it was okay. I just thought it wasn't very inventive. And um, I don't know, maybe like there wasn't actually enough of them actually being werewolves either, you know? I, I thought yeah. actually, I thought actually the inclusion of um, "Sweet Dreams Are Made of These" uh, by or of this by uh, Marilyn Manson was a bit shit as well. I yeah. thought it was like, like this is like this is like it was filmed in fucking two thousand or something. Like I can't believe I thought that as the Do you soundtrack. Know, I yeah, I was in a band uh, when I was about fifteen, and we had to play school like a school concert, and we were meant to be playing. I can't remember what we were meant to play. I think we were meant to play a Violent Femme song, but at the last minute. Um, we ended up playing that, and I was raging because I hated that, that <laughs> cover. And we played it like Eurythmics in style of Marlon Manson, and it was shit. Oh, you guys oh. would have been famous as well. Could have been. We were definitely going to be famous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the pops were there, like. Yeah, especially if you were going, if you were supposed to be playing a Violent Femmes song. Yeah, the Violent Femmes song would have sounded really shit. It was Kiss Off, um, which is isn't really something you do a cover of in your in your school band like it was like really really shit so actually it was it was a good choice <laughs> yeah is there anything else anyone wants to say about trick or treat I'm kind of I think it's maybe just because it's midweek and you know yeah it's yeah. Halloween and uh, <laughs> it's not really it's not really much of a, of a Halloween special but there you go <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's nothing special about this and uh we recorded it on the 18th of, of October. So, uh... Who's he pay? You'll destroy you, the magic. Are you guys doing anything magical tonight for Halloween? Uh, oh, yeah, tonight. Um, no. <laughs> are, are, are you guys doing anything cool for Halloween? It's, it's, it's a weird one. Halloween's midweek this week. Um, but I think I'll probably do something. I think there's, uh... I think Boundary are doing, like, an open tap room every weekend from now on. So we'll probably head down to that one of the nights. And maybe wear like a dress or something because it's it's Halloween I might indulge in one of those uh, fancy arse lattes yeah I've already I've already done some pumpkin carving um, I bought um, nice um, squashes in uh, Aldi because um, they're only like they're only like 89p and it's just like this assortment of weird looking squashes so I made this lovely yeah. um, spicy um, squash and coconut stew mm, yeah, cool. it's fucking amazing got loads of it in the freezer D, are, are you going to be um, Classic D and, and hate all holidays and not do anything? Uh, probably, yeah. I'll probably just stay in. I don't really have... I, I don't get excited about Halloween. <laughs> but you don't, you don't get excited about Christmas or your birthday either? Uh, no, I just don't care. <laughs> is, like, is, is, is there no special time of year when you go, yay, it's blah, blah, blah? Uh, no. <laughs> oh, fleabag. Kwanzaa? I don't know. Like, uh, is there... Uh, 12th of July? After the twelfth, a bit of marching, <laughs> the glorious twelfth. Uh, um, well, sure, we'll, we'll do our um, our scores and our final uh, poos. Aye. Uh, D, do you want to go first? Uh, sure. So, marks out of seventeen. Uh, I don't know. Um, six. Ooh. What? <laughs> <laughs> There's no way it's as bad as that. That's like what thirty five percent or something. Yeah, I'm sticking with that. That's that's Scrooge levels of oh, I don't know, I just like I'm buggery. Like I did a bit boring. No way no. is it boring. It's okay anyway. I I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. Like I wouldn't go here. You you better watch this. 
No, I, I know, I know. Like it's not, um, it's not like you know the Wicker Man or Suspiria or something. But it's 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 enjoyable, especially like if you're wanting people around and you've got people who don't mind being being quite scared, scared, but not terrified, not nothing horrendous. You want to watch a Halloween horror film? So I think it's a good choice. I think it's good. Well, luckily, I don't have to cater to that demographic. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, D. Well, you got six seconds. You ready to go? Uh, I think so. Yeah, go for it. Okay, three. Two, one, go. Um, it was a bit bland, uh, and I yeah. <laughs> Stop. I'll do. Okay, a bit bland. I'm too tired to come up with something. Else. A bit bland. There you go. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Um, CP. Yeah, I'm. I'm I think I'm going to go fifteen. Uh, I really liked it. Uh, okay. Well, um, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Go. I think it ties up everything I really like about uh, about Halloween and as a holiday I really like. And I think it uh, just manages to stay interesting and a little bit scary without ever becoming too serious or over the top. And I will recommend it to people. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> cool. Next one. So, on. um, I don't think I'll give it 15, but I think I will give it... Let's see. Nine would be over 50%, so I'll give it uh, 11. Okay. Okay, go. It's just the whole Halloween thing for me. It just It's just it's all comic book and dark and orange and purple, and it's like there's candy and there's like scary things. It pays tribute to all the uh, horror genres. Yeah. yeah, perfect. Perfect Halloween film. Well, not, you know, not a perfect film, but perfect Halloween film, I think, for, you know, for something to stick on in the background. It it would actually be good if you were having like a Halloween disco and kind of showing loads of scary, like having like loads of kind of Halloween yeah. themed music. Just have that playing in the background. Yeah, the first time I saw it was at a party, but it was like up, you know, one of those parties where there's just like different stuff going on in every room, and it was top floor had like that and ginger snaps. Cool. Um, and I sort of like there was other stuff happening at the party, so I wanted to go do that. But I remember watching like catching like maybe five minutes at a time and stuff, and uh, thinking that I really wanted to. Go and check it out. So I'm glad, glad we did. Yeah, I would have never checked it out. It wasn't actually until I bought it that I realised it was an anthology film. Even when we, I suggested it, I didn't realise it was an anthology film. Fair cool. enough. No, cool. Good choice. So yeah, there's, there's no one, no one has to pick this week because Paul's already picked, and you picked Suspiria. So yep. that's what we'll be uh, doing next time, which should be good. Absolutely. Yeah. We got your ballet moves and and. Red. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a good summary of Suspiria. Ballet and red. <laughs> yeah. Cool. And, uh, we'll, we'll see you there. Yeah, well, uh, to everyone who's listening, if indeed anyone is, uh, yeah, happy Halloween. Hope you, hope, you, um, hope you get lots of candy. Don't, don't forget to check your candy, as they say. Aye. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I guess it's... it's uh, Goodbye from the lads. Oh, yeah, bye, bye Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Trump. And uh, yeah, good, goodbye from me. Happy Halloween. <laughs>